Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the Old Testament book of Daniel. The Old Testament book of Daniel and Daniel chapter number 12. The Old Testament book of Daniel and Daniel chapter number 12. We understand that in life there are some tasks that are nigh impossible. There are some tasks that if you were to be given it, you would almost have to think long and hard, how in the world would I accomplish this? What do I mean? Well, let's say that you had someone who has never seen anything in his life. He has been blind from the time of his birth, and you've been tasked with describing what a sunset looks like. Could you imagine trying to describe colors and what things look like to someone who has never seen with his eyes? You understand that would be an impossible task that the best you could do is try to relate and, and, and ponder your mind. Could you imagine having the task of describing to someone who has never heard anything what the sound of a bird's song would be like? Could you imagine trying to describe to someone who has never heard in her, his or her life and, never, and trying to describe what a beautiful song someone said. What the piano music was like. What it was like to have a voice. You imagine that's a difficult task. Well, the Apostle Paul in the Bible and other parts of Scripture have an impossible task of trying to describe to us how some things may work differently in the Millennial Kingdom and even more of an impossible task of describing how some things can work up in heaven. Because some of those things are beyond our comprehension. Some of those things that, that there's not enough words to try to get across what exactly the changes would be like and what things are different. But there are several passages that do attempt to try to describe something that is almost unrelatable to you and to I. And so if you don't mind, we're going to take some time to attempt to explore the scripture to try to describe a little bit more of what it's going to be like in the Millennial Kingdom. And if you don't mind, we're going to start off in the book of Daniel, chapter number 12. If you don't mind, the Old Testament book of Daniel, chapter 12. And notice with me in verse number 1. The book of Daniel, chapter 12, and verse number 1. Notice this. Daniel 12, 1, the Bible says this. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to the same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, and every one shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they shall turn many to righteousness as the stars forever 
and ever. And if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, would you mark a phrase that we find in the book of Daniel, chapter number 12? The book of Daniel, chapter 12. And notice the phrase in Daniel 12, in verse 3, where it says, They that be wise shall shine. They that be wise shall shine. And if you don't mind, with the Lord's help, I'd like to preach that exact phrase. They that be wise shall shine. If you don't mind, let's go to the Lord together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you being a wonderful God. And we thank you for giving us the written word of God. And that through it we could search the scriptures to see if these things are so. That we could search the scriptures and watch as you try to explain some things that are going to be different during the millennial kingdom. Some things that we need to know to relate to ourselves. And I'm asking that as we just explore the scripture that you would give me the words that I do not have. That you'd be able to use your Holy Spirit to, to work in all of our hearts to be able to understand more about what is to be accomplished, what is going to happen during this time of the millennial kingdom, and then how it affects us here and now. Fill me with your precious spirit once again, dear Savior, and that you do something amazing in our hearts tonight. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. They that be wise shall shine. Now that's an interesting phase. They that shall be wise. And so if you don't mind, let's start off by asking that question first of all here. Who are the wise? Who are the wise? Well, we know in Daniel chapter 12, what is happening in verse number one is that this is wrapping up what has already been previously described in Daniel chapter 11 and what we would now know as the tribulation. In verse number one, once again, and at that time shall Michael, this is speaking about the archangel Michael, that Michael shall stand up in the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there should be a time of trouble. That phrase, the time of trouble, is also referring to the time of Jacob's trouble, which again, we also understand as the tribulation. And such as is never, uh, never was since there was a nation even to the same. And at that time, that people shall be delivered. Everyone should be found in that book. What is being described here is the end time of the tribulation and that the purpose of the tribulation, there's going to be a persecution upon the Hebrew people like has never been seen before. And we've already taken much time to describe that, that the purpose of the tribulation is to bring the Hebrew people back to God. That's the whole purpose of it, for them to realize that Jesus was their Messiah after all. And then after the tribulation is follows what is called the millennial kingdom, which is the fulfillment of God's promises that God made to the Hebrew people. So in verse 1, we can kind of get the context. We're speaking about end time things. That verse 1 speaks about the tribulation and the things that are occurring. Verse number 2 and many of them that sleep, remember when you see the word sleep in the Bible, oftentimes it is a kind Bible way of saying those that are dead, those that have passed on, those that have deceased. And so it's speaking about that there are many of them that are dead who are deceased. Notice what's going to happen to them. Many of them that are asleep in the dust shall awake or rise again. Some of these who rise again to everlasting life. 
and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Again, we've already taken time to explain this earlier within our series that we preach, that we believe that the next thing on God's calendar is something called the rapture, the calling away, and that there's nothing left to be fulfilled. There's no more signs, no more wonders, no more wars or rumors of wars, no more planetary alignments, nothing that has to be fulfilled in order for Jesus Christ to come back. And that when he comes back, it comes back in two phases. The first phase, he comes back in the clouds. And that all of us, the dead uh, in Christ shall rise first, and us who are alive and remain shall meet him together up in the air, up in the clouds. Praise the Lord for that. We're looking forward to that time. That even if you have died before Jesus Christ comes back, at that time of rapture, that if you believed on God's promises, accepted him as Savior, you are going to be raptured away and get a brand new body at that time. However, there are going to be some people that when they awake, they are going to stand before God in what is called the white throne judgment found in Revelation 20. And they are going to be sentenced to hell and what the Bible says, everlasting contempt. So once again, we see here that it's dealing with end time things. It starts off with the tribulation. And then after the tribulation, it says, guess what? There are some people who are going to live in brand new redeemed bodies. And they are going to live forever. There are going to be some people of the, it's specifically talking about the Hebrew people. They are going to wake up and they are going to stand before God and be sentenced to that awful place called hell. Now, again, there's a lot of intricacies here, but it's giving a relation dealing with your physical body. That when you get your brand new physical body, uh, if you've accepted the Lord, guess what? You're going to live forever. And then those who are going to be risen up in a, not a redeemed body, but they are going to live eternity in hell and the lake of fire, always being burned, but never being consumed. They're going to have physical bodies too, but it's not going to be redeemed bodies. But those are two different groups of people. But then we come to verse three and it says that, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of of the firmament. They that be wise shall be the brightness of the firmament. Now, we have the question here in verse 3 as it's relating to people who have been their bodies, they died and now their bodies have been risen again. So, it's specifically speaking about those that rise again and live in what the Bible says, everlasting life. These are going to be saved people, people who have trusted in God and his promises, whether they're Old Testament saints or New Testament saints. They are going to have a brand new body. And speaking of that brand new body, it says, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. So we start off with a question as we're describing this, who are the wise? Who is the wise? Well, verse 3 answers that question. And they that be wise shall be as the brightness of the sun. And they that turn many to righteousness. So who are the wise? They are the ones that turn many unto righteousness. If we wanted to use a modern Christian term for it, we would call this soul winners. What happens when we go soul winning? We go to someone that currently does not want to trust God, believe in God, accept God, allow God to be their savior, allow him to be their king. We go to them and we work with them to tell them that first of all, that they are sinners and because of their sins that they've offended a holy, righteous God. 
and that Jesus is their only hope, they must personally accept Jesus as their Savior. What we're trying to do is trying to get them to turn. We, that has a New Testament term called repent. That's the same idea. What is repenting? Repenting means I'm going this direction, I'm going this direction, I'm going this direction, and then I turn. The repenting has the idea, literally, of changing of mind that leads to a change of behavior. And so what happens is that I'm going away from God, I'm going away from God, I'm going away from God. Then I repent, I turn to the Lord, and I have turned unto righteousness. So instead of heading the wrong direction, I'm heading the correct direction. Does that make sense? And so this is describing here in the Old Testament, not the New Testament, what, who are the wise? The wise are those that turn others to righteousness, that bring people to follow after Christ, to accomplish the Great Commission. Now, if we were to be honest, the Great Commission has two parts. It has the idea of... Um, of reaching and teaching. Has the idea of reaching people with the gospel. And then teaching them how to be obedient to the Lord. And do the same thing. And so this is dealing with the idea of fulfilling the great commission. Turning people to righteousness. Encouraging people to follow the Lord. Training them to go seek after them. Training them to go do the same thing. To go find others. And do so the same thing. That the righteousness here. They that be wise are those that turn to righteousness. If you don't mind, may I use another Old Testament passage to prove this? We're going to turn back here, but notice with me in the book of Proverbs chapter 11. The book of Proverbs chapter 11, and once again, it says this same idea. So this isn't just a New Testament uh, doctrine. This is also stated in the Old Testament. And it's stated in a very similar way, the book of Proverbs chapter number 11. The book of Proverbs chapter 11, and notice with me in verse number 30. Again, we're describing and answering the question, who are the wise? The book of Daniel chapter 12 verse 3 says, the wise are those that turn others to righteousness. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 30 states this. Proverbs 30 and verse 11 says this, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise. So again, who is wise? Someone that turneth others, others to righteousness. Who is wise? Someone who winneth souls. By the way, this is where we get that phrase, soul winning. So we're speaking specifically of people who have given their life of winning others to the Lord, turning them from righteousness, seeing them pass from death to life. Now, again, we understand that it is Jesus that does the saving. We're just the messengers who leads them, who points them out, who encourages them to follow the Lord. We are used as instruments. And so the Bible clearly defines, as we're looking at the Old Testament specifically, we know that we can look at the New Testament, but the Old Testament repeats the same idea he that winneth souls is wise. As the book of Daniel speaks about, the wise are the people that turn people to righteousness. Still the same concept. Now you say, okay, that's nice. We're defining terms. So what? Well, good. Well, it brings us back to a second thing. Turn back to me to the book of Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12, and we start off with the idea, who are the wise. The wise that we are specifically speaking about 
are those that have given their lives to winning people to the Lord. Being used of God to bring people and turning them unto righteousness. Those that are soul winners, the Bible speaks about. Which brings us to the second question, what is the reward? Remember, we're in a section dealing with the millennial kingdom, talking about our rewards. We talked about some rewards this morning. Now let's go to a second reward, which is pretty amazing. What does the Bible say? Notice in Daniel chapter 12 and verse number 3. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. Notice this. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness... As stars forever and ever. Now many people will just take this verse. And um, use this as poetical language. That they that uh, win souls. They're wise. Oh the wise. Man they're just bright stars. Hey they're bright people. But what if. We followed proper biblical hermeneutics. Or basically Bible interpretation. And we took it literally. Remember that whenever we examine the Bible, we try to take things as literally as possible, even if it is figurative language. But here, let's take it as if it's literal. So with a literal idea in verse number 3, Daniel chapter 12 verse 3, And they that be wise, now we're speaking again in the context, people, we're talking about the redeemed bodies. So we're not, we're not talking about just those who win souls and that you're in your natural bodies. We're talking about the redeemed bodies. So when you die and get redeemed or resurrected and you get a brand new body during the millennial kingdom. What kind of features does this body have? Well, could it perhaps mean that this is literal and in verse number three, they that be wise shall literally shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness shine as the stars forever and ever. The Bible teaches, and this isn't the only place, we're going to look at another passage as well. That part of the reward you get for being a soul winner is your brand new redeemed body will shine like a star or will shine in some magnitude. That if you're a great soul winner, you've been used of God to see many people come to know the Lord, you are going to shine very brightly. And for those who maybe didn't win anyone to the Lord, you're going to shine Dully or not shine at all. Now hold your finger here. I know this is a lot to process. What does the New Testament say about this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Turn with me to the book of First Corinthians, chapter number 15. The book of First Corinthians, chapter 15. Now, again, let me put a warning: this is not dealing with participation trophies. This is the idea that your service on earth does matter. And that, that those that are used of the Lord in a special way to win people to the Lord. That these are people who have given themselves over to see people come to know the Lord. One of the special rewards that they have in their redeemed body is that they are going to shine brightly. Let me prove it to you 
in the New Testament as the Apostle Paul is going to do his best under the inspiration of Scripture to try to describe to us how our redeemed, brand new redeemed bodies will work and differ to a degree. Now again, if you could imagine you using your vocabulary trying to describe to someone else, you'd probably have to try to pull as many words and take your time and try to get across this. Well, let's see as the Apostle Paul, by the inspiration of Scripture, tries to describe to us how differently our redeemed bodies shall be. Now notice with me in the context, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and let's pick it up in verse 34. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 34. Let's start once again. It starts with a soul winning verse. Awake to righteousness and sin not. Why? For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. He says very bluntly, hey, there are some people who are not saved and it's your fault. I say this to your shame because you haven't told them. Now, this jumps right into the redeemed bodies. So once again, we have the idea tied together with our redeemed bodies, the idea of soul winning, the idea of telling people about the Lord and telling and encouraging others to come and trust him. Verse 35, but some man will say, how are the dead rising up? Now, once again, now we're coming to the idea of the resurrection and redeemed bodies. Clearly in the context. Verse 35. But some men will say. How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Thou fool. That which thou sowest is not quickened. Except it die. And that which thou sowest. Thou sowest not that body that shall be. But bare grain, it may chance of wheat or some other grain. But God giveth it a body as it pleaseth him to every seed his own body. So it starts off by talking about that we're not, what we're sowing today is not going to be reaped in this body. But we're getting a brand new body and it is God himself that gives us individually the new bodies that we get. And so they're individually tailored. Not one size fits all. But they're individually tailored. You're going to get a brand new body. That God specifically gives for you. Notice again in verse number 39. All flesh is not the same. But there is one kind of flesh of men and another flesh of beast and another of fishes and another of birds. So he's starting here trying to uh, do a running start, take you from the known to unknown. Isn't the flesh of a fish a little bit different than a flesh of a cat, right? Good fishy. It just doesn't feel the same as petting a cat. All right. And so there's different types of skin, a different type of And so the Apostle Paul is trying to get a running start, trying to say, guess what? Just like there's different types of flesh here, there's going to be a different types of redeemed bodies. He's building up a case for this. Notice with me in verse 39 again. And all flesh is not the same flesh, but one kind of flesh of men, another of beasts, another of fishes, another of birds. There are also celestial bodies And bodies terrestrial. The word celestial kind of has the idea of heavenly. Terrestrial is another word of earthly. So there are earthly bodies and there are celestial bodies. They work differently. But the glory 
of the celestial is one, and the glory of the celestial is another. Notice with me, if you don't mind, the word glory. The word glory is an interesting word here. It carries the literal meaning of shine. And so when it deals with the idea of glory, it has the word of shine. But there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the shine or glory of the celestial is one. And the shine or the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and one glory of the moon and one glory of the sun, stars for one star differeth in another star in glory. Again, carrying the literal idea of a, of a shine, glory is the best word, but for our idea here, we see the word, uh, we carry the idea of shine to kind of relate to this, that there is one glory or shine of the sun and another glory or shine of the moon. Doesn't the sun shine differently than the moon, right? If you put the moon and the sun right beside each other in the sky, which one's brighter, the moon, right? No, it's the sun. It has a different shine or glory than the moon. All right. Notice this as it goes on. And another glory in the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. Did you know that stars come in different shapes or different sizes and different colors? There are red stars and there are yellow stars. There are green stars and there are blue stars. And so what Paul is trying to do is describe to people who live in this fleshly body. And we may have different shades of skin. But for the most part, we kind of shine the same way. Unless you're in Mississippi. Mississippi, you don't sweat. You just glisten. I mean, all right, but you know, there's not a brightness. There's not a different a brightness that we have in us. We don't have LED lights or flashlights inside of our skin. So what we see is the same type of skin. It may come in different shades, but it's the same type of skin. But the Apostle Paul is trying to relate to people that, that have never seen this before. That guess what? Your brand new redeemed body is going to shine. It's going to glow. It's going to glory. And there are going to be some that glory like the sun. And there are some that's going to glory like the moon. Oh, and there's some that are glory like the different stars with the different colors and the, and the different brightness and the magnitude. There are some that are brighter than others. And so our glorified bodies are going to glory differently. They're going to shine differently. Notice as it goes on. Verse number 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. Notice in verse 41, he ties it to the glory of the sun, the glory of the moon, the glory of the stars, one star glory to another. So also is the resurrection of the dead. Notice how he ties that in there. That he says, guess what? There are some bodies that are going to shine differently. Again, he's doing his best to describe to us that there are differences of the different types of bodies we can get. And one of the major differences is that some are going to shine brighter. And some are not going to shine as bright. 
Alright, so we built up a case and we described that first of all we described who are the wise. Who are the wise? Those that turn to righteousness. They that winneth souls, they are wise. In the passage in the book of 1 Corinthians, it deals with the idea that there are some that don't know the Lord and I speak this to your shame. Then we cover the idea here of... (laughs) What is the reward? The reward is that some people are going to shine brighter than others. How do they correlate? Well, that's the third thing. I want to tie this together. What to do now? What to do now? Now, we understand that part of the reward we get in the millennial kingdom is based off of your obedience to the Lord, to the Great Commission. Are you a soul winner? And those that give their life for Jesus' sake, for the gospel's sake, those are synonymous terms found in the Bible. You give yourself over to the Lord's sake for the purpose of seeing people come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And you're used of the Lord. Part of your reward in the millennial kingdom for a thousand years is your brand new glorified body will shine. And just walking down... In the millennial kingdom, passing someone by, you could say, that was a soul winner. That was not a soul winner. You understand, just by looking at someone, you can see their faithfulness unto the Lord while they were here on this earth. You say, well, that's not fair and that's not right. Isn't that full of pride? You take that up to God. This is what God says. And this is what God has chosen to reward us. For 1,000 years, your magnitude of glory will be based off of your obedience to the Lord concerning the great commission, soul winning here on this earth. You understand there's a lot of people who are legitimately saved. They're going to heaven. They're forgiven of their sins who have never won someone to the Lord. They've never set themselves to God's disposal to see people saved. And when they get to the millennial kingdom, there's going to be a lot of people. Remember, as we talked to you before, that they're going to be cast into outer darkness. How about this to tie those together? All those that do not shine go over there. All those that don't shine go over there to outer darkness. You see, what we do now does affect us and will affect us for a thousand years. And part of that shine and that glory is that people can say that was someone who was trusted of God. Now, remember, in the millennial kingdom, there are going to be people that do not have redeemed bodies. They're going to have natural bodies either because they survived the tribulation or they were born in the millennial kingdom. And so let's say that you're born in the millennial kingdom and you need to find someone uh, for instruction. Who are you going to go to? The guy with the redeemed body that doesn't shine? Or are you going to go to the one that's shining bright? I'm going to go to him. You understand? This is still part of the government of the millennial kingdom and part of working with those that have the natural bodies who, who, who were born in the millennial kingdom. And there's going to be a lot of people And we're going to be part of that government administration. And this is how they could easily tell who were the ones that God was able to trust by their magnitude of shine. You see, it's not a purpose of just peacocking and saying how great I am. Look how much I'm shining. But it has a practical purpose in dealing with those that are born in the millennial kingdom that still have this natural body. 
you see God's wise in putting it together. But again, could you imagine how hard it is as the Apostle Paul trying to put pen to paper under the inspiration of Scripture to describe to us what our bodies are going to be like when we've never seen that before? How is it going to shine? I don't know. How's it going to glory? I don't know. I just know it says it. And it says that there's going to be different types of magnitude and shine. The Bible relates in three different passages that they that are wise are those that win as souls. And it ties in the idea of soul winners directly in both of these passages with the idea of shining. All I could report is what the Bible says. I don't know how it's going to work, but I do know it, it will work. And so what should we do now? Give ourselves over to seeing people come to know the Lord. This is our responsibility now to witness to every creature. To let everyone know that Jesus saves. That Jesus saves. Remember it's God's business to save people. It is our business to put ourselves for God's use as an instrument to see people come to know the Lord. Are you surrendered? Are you looking forward to being used? Or do you want to see people come to know Christ? Do you beg God and say, God, use me? That's the type of idea. That's the type of surrender that God is looking for, for us to be used. That what we do now will affect us for the millennial kingdom for 1,000 years. They that are wise shall shine. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 Five three zero six three oh eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three oh eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.